and welcome to the Dadcast. This week we talk about road trips, rock and roll, and crappy behaviour. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, Richard. How are you doing? Ah, very good, thank you, Perky. Very good. Enjoying the summer and the sun and everything that goes with it. Yeah, it's been good, hasn't it? It was ridiculously hot last week, though. I just really couldn't cope. Like, looking after a child and... I mean, the good thing was, is that there was a justifiable excuse for having a paddling pool in the back garden. That was the only thing I could think. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's funny, over the years, the amount of times, and you must have had this as well, when you've been in a theatre usually doing a dress and a tech. It's usually a tech week and it's really brilliant sun uh, and really warm outside and you're spending that entire time in a darkened space with artificial light. That seemed to have happened so many times over my life. Whereas last year, I wasn't in the theatre at all. I was outside. I was able to do some work outside, get in the garden. It was fantastic. Brilliant. So good. I mean, I did sit in the pool for most of last week. And I think sometimes Tilly was like, can we go inside? It's like, no, we're staying in the pool. Role reversal. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just great, isn't it? Equally, people were moaning, but uh, it was too hot. But, you know, you can't please everyone. The thing is, I don't think we can cope with it very well here because, as you know, as you may know, listeners, we spent most of May on an American road trip. Not Richard and myself, but me and my family. That was completely fine because your car's really well air-conditioned, all the hotels and all the buildings are really well air-conditioned, and then when you get to your hotels, you've got swimming pools, and that's completely fine. But, like, here, oh, my God, like, our house was just like a greenhouse. It was like... So so hot, I just couldn't cope with it in the hot weather here. There, I mean, actually, sort of recording and in the vocal booth. Luckily, we weren't doing it last week because I think we'd have been sweating buckets <laughs> um, trying to do something like this. But it was beautiful, though. It was absolutely beautiful, and uh, and, and got a lot of barbecues and, and stuff in, which was fantastic. Anyway, your road trip. Oh yeah, the road. Tell trip. us about your road trip. Tell us about your road trip because I've been wanting to hear about this. Do you think I I quite neatly sort of like slid in there? Yeah. I love, well, yeah, I'm waiting to hear. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what we did. The idea was to have a three-week trip, uh, two of those weeks travelling, one of those weeks in New York. And what we did is we flew into Tampa in Florida and then spent two weeks kind of slowly going up the East Coast. So we do like two nights in one place, one night in the next, two nights in the one after that, one night in the next. So we had a bit of flexibility and it also meant that some days we weren't packing up and leaving and stuff. And also we didn't want to sort of travel for more than like three hours a day because, you know, Tilly was 18, 19 months old. So we didn't want to sort of like subject her to to all of that. One of the reasons for going away was that until a child is two years old, you don't have to pay full fare on a flight. (laughs) (laughs) Too right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it feels like this is like the last time we'll be able to get away for many, many years just because of the cost. And then you get into like the school holiday thing where all the you know prices go up once a kid's in school. Um, and then the other thing is that we're having another child in September. So it was like once that happens, I can't imagine going away ever again. Um, <laughs> so we did this. We did this trip and it was it was really good. I mean, there's a few things that I naively thought would happen that didn't happen. So when I was planning it, it was like, OK, so if we drive uh, at that time, that would be great because then Tilly can nap in the car and then we'll get to this place and then she'll be wide awake and we'll have a lot of fun and then she can sleep again in the car. But of course, 
she stopped sleeping in cars <laughs> just as yeah. we went over there. So it was like she was wide awake <laughs> and bored while we we're in the car. And then we'd get out to sort of look at a particular place, a particular city or a particular kind of like thing. And then she'd be completely zonked for the whole time we were there. We'd get back in the car and she'd wake up. And go, oh, no, absolutely no. <laughs> but one other thing that I learned actually is that even though a hotel says it's got an outdoor swimming pool, don't trust those websites. There was oh, one really? Place, well, there was one place. Tilly loved swimming and she loved swimming even more going over there, right? And so yeah. we'd, um, you know, be promising the swimming pools and sometimes we'd get places too late and it'd be a bit of a nightmare and then we couldn't, you know, get a swimming and stuff. And so we felt like we owed her a swimming pool. And like one of the places near the end, we hadn't booked a couple of hotels in the last couple of places, like in um, Philadelphia and sort of like the route from Washington, D.C. into New York. And so we looked online and we found somewhere with an outdoor swimming pool. And so we got there and we'd been promising her that we're going to get to this hotel, getting the swimming pool. And so we got there and we're like, so you've got an outdoor swimming pool to the guy in reception. He's like, yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens at Memorial Weekend, which was like oh. the week later. It was like, but it's a heat wave. It's really, no. really hot outside. Oh. Oh, God. It's like, well, you've now got to explain to my daughter why your swimming pool is not open. Good luck. That's a tricky thing, isn't it? Because you, you do, like when you're trying to reason with a child or when a child is, you know, uncomfortable because they're sat in the car and they don't really understand what's going on, you do sort of have to promise them things. And then yeah, of course when, you do. When you can't deliver on those promises, it feels like you're being the most evil person in the world. Yeah. It's That's so not fair, fair, is it? It's, it's not fair. They And they don't understand which is understandable that they don't. Uh, but uh, so what did you do? Just sit in a cold bath? Oh, we, I can't remember. I think we just distracted her and took her somewhere to eat or something. I don't know. I can't remember. We, we had to just lie to her and forget that we'd ever promised her a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did have this funny but, conversation with this one lady, though, one of the receptionists, and I'd, I'd love to know what you think she meant by this. She was like, I went to check in, and she was like, oh, are you British? And it was like, yeah, yeah, we are. And then she said, see how I didn't say English? Yeah, most people can hear the difference, but I can. And she was like, what? What do you mean? What did she mean by that? <laughs> no, you're just making it more generic. <laughs> You're just yeah. covering a wider area. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. Don't know what she meant by yeah, that. Yeah, she just, obviously just confused you into sort of going, oh, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny, because it's I, I, half the time you put down on, on something, you know, what nationality, and I actually put English, because mm. I was born in England. Because my friend, actually our friend, Martin Craig, who's Scottish, oh, yeah. always puts Scottish. He doesn't put British. So, you know, yeah, because uh. you're born in Scottland. I was born in England. I'm English. It's I'm not tri- British, well, I am, but, you know, it depends. Oh, it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? It is a bit, because it makes it look like you're kind of... Uh, people could misconstrue that and make it seem like uh, as if you're some sort of, like, EDL supporter or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Is yeah. it just true, oh, like, a, um, a St. George's uh. Cross <laughs> on your form? <laughs> no, to me, it's just, I was born in England, so it's, you know, I was born in London, in England, so I'm English. But yeah. I suppose trying to guess accents and stuff is well you you get sort of general american don't you which i don't know if general american actually exists no it doesn't but but you do a sort of general can you do a general american accent yeah and it's sort of i don't know i guess it just it's it's i don't know what's the equivalent of it if it's the equivalent of of estuary english or or sort of rp i don't know but it's uh (laughs) it covers quite a few uh square feet in america it's just kind of (laughs) yeah so generic that it's because in the uk like rp would be 
quite a particular thing. But yeah, what is what is the equivalent? Actually, yeah, because you don't American? get you don't get general English, do you? No, not really. But you mm. get general American. Is it, if there's anyone who's American out there who knows what general American is, please tell us. Because actually, having been sort of actors for near on twenty years, we still don't know. <laughs> I just I, suddenly thought that we don't know what that is. What is General American? Please tell us. Please let us know. That's the funny thing as well. Actually, so so we travelled from Florida all up the coast, so through Georgia, through South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, into like Washington DC and Maryland and Delaware and all that kind of stuff, up to New York. And in the South, they were generally really kind of amazed to see British people. And there were so many people that would comment on Matilda and say, oh, my God, listen to her voice. Look at she's so cute. And stuff like that. By the time you get up to New York, no one gives a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was like in the South. It was like they'd never seen a child before and particularly a child that had an English accent. And then up there it was like, yeah, to a penny. Just who cares? Move on. <laughs> But anyway, it was a great, I it love was a it. really good holiday. It was a really good holiday. It, it's fantastic. I can see how, I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky traveling with children, not because of things that they do, but just everything you have to consider. And it's all, you know, when you're a grown up, you can kind of um, uh, justify why you might be hungry or tired or hot. But with a child at that age, it's difficult to kind of reason with them. And it become you know, you're sort of worrying about them a bit much. But apart from that, it was a great trip. And even like on the last couple of days in New York, you'd look back at photos from the beginning of the trip and it would be like a different holiday completely. It was just, yeah, it yeah. was great. It was definitely worth doing. But um, yeah, we won't be doing that again in uh, in the next couple of years. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. I mean, it's really, really good. And in a way, sort of a lot of people would not do that. A lot of people would not travel with the child you know Tilly's age or, or, or a, a good few years older so I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic uh, roughly how many photos did you take what, between the two of you oh. roughly uh, do you know what? I can't even tell you thousands I mean we, we we kept deleting as we went you know variations of uh of a shot because you take you know 20 shots especially with kids you take 20 pictures of every shot just hoping one yeah well we yeah well we said this the other week and i was just yeah. wondering did you sort of max out your iCloud and everything uh, yeah were you, did you so. were you backing it up as you went through or did you just have them on your phone just on my phone no no backups yeah. I, I kind of cleared my phone before going out there just knowing that i had gigabytes worth of space for photos <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it, you know, get some photos up there. If we can get them on the Dadcast Twitter feed uh, and Instagram, that'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, actually, I would do one because in, yeah. in, in Washington, D.C., she did, I, I don't know how she managed to, I don't think she did intentionally, but she did a brilliant Donald Trump impression. So we'll have to get that photo <laughs> up on the Dadcast uh, Instagram page and maybe tweet it as well. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. So how's your oh. last few weeks been? You've been um, getting involved in some rock and roll, I understand. Yeah, I've, I have. Been quite a few gigs recently. Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses. Wow. And then Robbie Williams and Erasure, supported by Erasure. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been really, really good. It's been, uh, been to some big venues and uh, just hanging out and, and rocking. And it's led me on to thinking about dad rock. <laughs> because... So dad rock, I guess, is a, it can be a slightly derogatory. And dad rock was always, I don't know. I mean, what do you think of dad rock? I think of sort of uh, Eric Clapton, maybe Dire Straits, maybe Genesis, all of which I like. And I know you're a big Genesis fan. Too right. Um, 
we were listening to these, you know, 20 odd years ago. So, but, but I'm just wondering what people think of as dad rock. I know what you do mean, you think? it seems like a bit of a, a slightly dated thing, doesn't it? It's, it's usually maybe a softer version of rock. Yeah, it, possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I agree. I'd say dad rock in my head is something that would be a compilation CD to have on in the car. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Yes. Music to drive to. Drive to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, born to be wild. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. The funny thing is, a few, quite a few months ago, I was doing a workshop, and uh, I guess that they were sort of sixth form age, and we got onto talking about something. I think one of them had a a t shirt on them. I said, you know, mentioning about something, and someone said about Guns N' Roses, and they said, oh yeah, yeah, my dad listens to that. Oh no! I said, I was like, all oh, right. I went, yeah, I've listened to it, yeah, a few times in the car. It's all right. I was thinking, when did Guns N' Roses become dad rock? When did Guns N' Roses become dad rock? You know, this is stuff we were listening to when we were, well, sixth form. That's heartbreaking. Um, and, then, and then having seen them, I mean, they rocked. They were amazing. Um, you know, you, you can't fault them. They're absolutely fantastic. They've gone through everything that could possibly happen to a band. There's only sort of three of the originals, but, but most importantly, Axel and Slash were there with Duff on bass. They were just superb. They're better than they were. It's a better show. It was a long show, you know, two, two and a half hours of just solid rock and roll. But looking around, it was quite an older audience. There were some people a bit younger than us, but mainly they were sort of people 40s and 50s and 60s. And you think Guns N' Roses have become dad rock. It's mad, isn't it? That is crazy. I only just thought some of the songs... I mean, my sister was a massive Guns N' Roses fan when, you know, when they were particularly big, when, like, Appetite for Destruction came out. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it was it called Use Your Illusion. Was that an album? Yeah, Use Your Illusion it? 1 and 2. A seminal album. album. Two amazing... Yeah, yeah. I remember I bought my sister that for a birthday once. I bought, I think, one of them, maybe the first one. And I put it in a box. I got a box of Roses chocolates and I put the cassette tape. Uh, kids, ask your parents. Um, and put that inside the chocolate, hoping that she'd open the chocolates <laughs> and then find the tape because it was guns and roses, you know. Very good. And I can't remember what happened, but I think she opened the box of chocolates and she sort of like, oh, great, thanks very much. And then she put it to the side and it was only about five <laughs> hours later. It was like, you should probably open that because you don't look particularly happy. With me at the moment, <laughs> but 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 I remember with Guns N' Roses, like there's there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of filth in there, there's a bit of swearing, especially like it's there so is easy. A, there is a lot, there is a lot, and they're still sort of the they're still quite bad boys, you know. Um, in terms of uh, well, yeah, it, it's rock and roll, it's rock and roll, and they didn't hold back at all. It wasn't kind of smoothed over and everything. It didn't pull any punches, you know. They they just they just went for it. Yeah, I was sort of thinking, why aren't the kids listening to Guns N' Roses? Come on, these guys were doing this 20 years ago. <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, on the Friday I went to see, uh, well, it was a Robbie Williams concert supported by Erasure. And uh, we, we got tickets, and uh, actually primarily for Erasure, who were just fantastic. You know, Andy Bell's vocals were faultless, amazing. And Robbie came on, and I've never particularly been a Robbie Williams fan, and as a showman, uh, he's very good, but vocally... He was pretty much shot. Yeah. He really was. He really was. I mean, oh. he, he, there were choruses where he was not singing. And it's funny because his camera was like close up on him <laughs> and he was not singing. And you sort of think, uh, yeah, take the camera off, put it onto the backing singers. Um, as I said, show, showman, very good, very good. But uh, you kind of think, yeah, if you're supported by Razia, you're supported by someone who has been gigging 
twice as long as you have, and uh, and who still has a really, really good voice. I think Very people interesting. should consider that when they're writing songs now. They should be thinking, okay, first of all, can I sing this now? Yes or no? Brilliant. But will I be able to sing this in 20 years' time? Because if it's too high for me, then it's going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> or they should have songs that they can automatically transpose, you know, and it still works in a lower key. Or yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But- I did see Robbie on the... Um, the Manchester One Love concert that was on a couple of weeks ago right. and he came on and sang a yeah. couple of songs and I know what you mean you like the, the vocals oh Robbie oh no yeah he's got the image you know he's got he's done that very well he's very good at the sort of the yeah the whole image but but maybe more of a showman than sort of vocally. But it's funny because it, the, the, most of the audience were um, sort of women in their forties and fifties, <laughs> and the week before was sort of you know and Guns and Roses mainly blokes yeah. in their forties and fifties and sixties. It's just a, a, same venue but a complete divide. Because but great a, to see it because he's a bit older and stuff. I don't feel like Axel Rose should have the name Axel Rose anymore. I feel like he should change his name because famously it's an it's an anagram of something and he should change it to an anagram of like cup of tea and some slippers yeah <laughs> that would be much more relevant right. all well, these gigs you've been to recently is it because of some sort of like dad life crisis uh, yeah it could possibly <laughs> i haven't thought about that i just keep getting offered tickets to go and see bands and i'm thinking yeah because actually although i saw a few bands when i was a lot younger i didn't see any of the big bands partly because i well mainly because i couldn't afford it as simple as that um and maybe that's why more people are going in their i don't know 30s 40s and upwards because they've they've got the money now i mean gigs are expensive yeah you know, guns and roses it was it really expensive to see them um but you know as the, t- the tour was once in his lifetime you know they're not going to do it again it's as simple as that so i'm like right i want to see anyone and everyone no, at the moment well, as long as i as long as i like them but it could be yes it could be a, a sort of a, a midlife dad crisis because <laughs> it's a good way to be spending it anyway yeah absolutely because as we spoke of you know last week i was doing a, a a couple of things because of a dad life crisis because of you know turning 40 this year one of them was the road trip one of them was the the road trip was kind of like a, a dad life crisis thing and then the other thing is the run that i'm doing this weekend ah yes very exciting how's it going it's tell me how it's going going really well the training is there the so the run is a half marathon so you're supposed to do well the the actual half marathon is like 21 and a bit kilometers so they say in training do up to 18 and kind of leave it there i'd got to about 13 and had stagnated on 13 and then in the last couple of weeks i've done a 16 i've done an 18 so i've got to the the amount and you know what it was all right it was fine it was fine so i've done the 18 which is like 11 miles it's just kind of a long, long way. Yeah. What's amazing is That's... when when you just running and you realise how far you're getting. Like because earlier on in the training, even like a couple of months ago, running from Woking back home seemed like a long, long way. And then the other day, I ran to Woking and back home from Woking from where I live. It's just a bit yeah. stupid. But anyway, it's happening this weekend on Saturday. Where? Whereabouts? It's in Birmingham. So it's, well, Birmingham and Wolverhampton. So you run between okay. Birmingham and Wolverhampton. I'm not sure which one you start at, but you run along the canal system, which is pretty cool. So fingers crossed um, it all works out well. I'm sure it will do. I'm fingers sure it crossed. will do. I'm running for Diabetes UK, so I am kind of raising a bit of sponsorship. If, if people want to, if they just search on justgiving.com for 
Alexander Perkins runs, they'll find me and they can donate if you want to, if you want to, for diabetes. Yeah, definitely. No, it's a, it's a great cause. I will be, I will be uh, sponsoring you, I promise. Today I will do it. Um, and we get, get some photos of you. Well, obviously, you're not going to particularly want to be taking photos of yourself, but uh, if, if anyone is there to take photos, is Rachel going to be there? Rachel's going to be there, yeah, yeah. She's going to be there. Oh, Tilly's going to be there. Okay. Tilly's got a, a Diabetes UK pack and she's been doing her own training, her own cheerleading training. So she's been uh, oh, great. banging the sticks together. She's been wearing the sort of funny headgear. So she's um, she's ready. She's got aching muscles from it all, but I'm sure, you know, <laughs> a bit of sports well, massage, listen, she'll be fine. Very best of luck with that. We'll, uh, we'll discuss it uh, in a few weeks' time. That'd be great. Absolutely. The Dadcast, slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. Now, it's nearly time for us to go, but I've got one last thing before we do go. I saw this post on Twitter, I think it was, um, from someone called At The Rambling Red. And she, I think she does sometimes deal with wine pairing, but she's a parent, so she's been doing wines that pair with your child's crappy behaviour. <laughs> I have posted it on the uh, on the Dadcast Twitter at Dadcast UK, but I'll post it again so you can see. Um, so, for example, um, you can choose Sauvignon Blanc when you feel like the walls are caving in on you. <laughs> if you were stuck inside all day with a toddler who did nothing but throw every toy in his playroom and whined about absolutely everything, then we recommend enjoying one, possibly two glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. This one has been said to have an earthy taste, such as bell peppers or freshly mowed grass. Drinking something that smells of fresh sod will surely help you forget the painful memories of toy trucks being held to your face or being bitten by a small baby beast who wants nothing more than to see you cry. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, and there's that's one more. Really so, good. There's another one. There's a whole list of them, but I've picked a couple of them out. Um, this one's yeah. um, Cabernet Sauvignon. Do you like a nice bit oh. of uh, Cab Sav, yeah. Richard? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What would you drink it with normally? Well, probably some uh, red meat. Some red meat? Oh, you know. yeah, okay. Yeah, probably red meat, yeah. Well, red bar- on the barbie or something, yeah. Well, did you know it also pairs perfectly with poor hygiene? If you find yourself covered in baby vomit, human waste or toddler boogers, then you need to drink wine that will, for a brief moment, make you feel like royalty. We suggest you drink a glass of Cab Sav. This wine has been deemed the king of red wines. It's dark, rich and is said to be best paired with a decadent, juicy steak, as you mentioned. There you go. When one is covered in foul bodily fluids, they do not have the time nor the desire to grill a steak. Thank goodness drinking wine does not take too much effort. Forget the steak. Grab your best crystal glasses to have the ultimate royal experience. There you go. That's great. That's That's really good. I like it. What's that? uh, At the Rambling Red. There's a whole big list, so it's worth checking out on on, on her blog. But yeah, search for that on Twitter, At the Rambling Red, and you'll find loads and loads of good posts from her anyway right well that pretty much concludes uh, this episode of Dadcast it's been fantastic talking to you as ever Mr Perkins it's been lovely and, talking um, to you sir lovely talking to you yeah have a, have a really uh, good run and I look forward to hearing all about that and seeing photos and we'll, we'll chat about that in the next episode <laughs> I can feel the pain already childbirth <laughs> is nothing on running a half marathon <laughs> I'll be well, until then, to Rachel about that next episode <laughs> alright <laughs> until then we'll see you take care bye subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com 
by tweeting at DadCastUK or by visiting facebook.com forward slash DadCastUK.